0: Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session where we talk about all things guitar related. My name is Dr. T and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today on the Tweed Couch we are counseling on amp and pedal modeler hunting. The term best is always subjective. Best for the price, best for the size, best for this sound. What we really mean is best for myself in this situation. With that said, this is why it is important to have a conversation with someone who speaks your language and can help you organize your thoughts. Today, we do this with a worship leader who wants to buy a great all-in-one amp and pedal modeler for his church musicians to use. But what features are important? Is there a benefit to size? Can two players use one unit? Does the venue matter? Is the user interface important? Should I or can I go stereo? Does the type of guitar matter? And why not just use amps and pedals? Well, we will discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Barber on the Tweed Couch. Well, it is great to have you back, Barber. The prodigal son has (laughs) returned. Thank you so much for being here, Barber, to talk about really something that was your idea. And you actually texted me out of the blue. I needed some therapy. Yes, that's right. And I don't know if you remember this, but
1: the last time that we talked Mm -hmm. was like February of last year. That's nuts. It's hard to believe, but I guess it makes sense. I'm in a different state now. I've officially moved to New Jersey since I was last year. So yeah, the big move, that's part of the reason. And just, yeah, uh, I got a a baby is coming in April. So that's another thing. Yeah, congrats, man. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, but life is good and I'm ready to get back to it. But I am in need of some genuine Dr. T time, some therapy. And
0: the therapy that we're going over is actually something that I think a number of our people really want to talk about. And that is really kind of that what can you use in worship and what's the Mm -hmm. best thing you can use in worship for like a modeler or for an amp and pedals Mm -hmm. or whatever, because you're in a unique situation where you are the worship leader, worship director, Mm -hmm. and you have a possibility because of budget, because of whatever you have available to you, that you could purchase something Mm -hmm. that would make it easier for your band. Yes. And, I don't know exactly because we did no prepping on this, really. It, it really is something where I have no idea what it is that you're really about to ask about. Yeah. But at the same time, I know that whatever our discussion is about what's really that best option for that weekly worship where you're doing things once, twice, possibly mm-hmm. even three times a week. Yeah. And it needs to be set there and ready mm-hmm. for multiple people. Yes. I'm excited to get into this. So I'm going to start by saying when you texted me Mm -hmm. and said, hey, I'm looking for something that I could purchase to have here at the church and just leave here for the guitarists to use or me to use or whoever. I couldn't help but smile Hmm. because I had a listener named Steve from Kentucky who actually sent me worship tutorials YouTube where they actually talked about the best all-in-one yeah. for church stuff. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh my gosh, I'm actually prepped for this. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. exactly what, because I disagreed with them. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think so, I've seen the video you're
1: talking about and I can't remember now because it's been a while if I disagreed or not. But we will find out. All right, we will find out. So I think the best way for us to start is to know what
0: our baseline is. Yes.
1: So what modelers have you used? So I personally have used almost everything. (laughs) I've had the Helix, briefly, Helix Stomp. I currently have a Kemper, a Quad Cortex, and a Iridium. Okay. (laughs) So that's personally what I have. I am not against having people use my stuff at my church. Like, that is on the table. But... I don't know if that's the best okay. fit. Like, for example, I love the way the Kemper sounds. My opinion, it's not the most user friendly. Still, it's gotten better, but it's right. still. So, like, that's part of the conversation. And that's what we're trying to figure out.
0: And it's interesting that you mention that because if you remember, one of the things we talked about last year, or actually, it might have even been the year before, we talked about Kemper paralysis. Yep, I remember and that was where there were so many tones so many options everything was so available at your fingertips you just were like what am i supposed to do do i add direct do i add dry yeah, what, yeah. what's sag and then now you go to like you know the line 6 stuff and you're like what's ripple what, <laughs> what am i supposed to do with these things
1: yep. yeah. it's there's a lot at your fingertips mm-hmm. and that's the curse of the blessing and the curse of modellers and all in one direct output sort of stuff is that like they threw in the kitchen sink and the outdoor sink that's in the backyard also. So yeah, it's Yeah, they did.
0: <laughs> so when I look back at some of the modelers I've had, I mean, we mm-hmm. both have talked about how we've had the Vox yep, yes, and yes. you had that the black the and silver. Yep. I had the blue and black look and, you know, and they, they were great. It was, mm-hmm. it was fine. And we tried the line six or maybe even like, The Johnson or the the Fender Cyber something or, Mm -hmm. you know, we've tried those, but we're probably really not looking for something that is old school technology, are we? No,
1: no I mean, I just understand that there is limits to some of that old school stuff. For me, yeah. what, what I'm looking for as the, the worship director, I mean, that's, and what we can talk in a little bit too about like what we're currently using in the, the worship guitarist because they bring their own stuff because they're the ones that are primarily playing it. You know, some of the stuff they're using is older and I see and more so hear the limitations. Oh, sure. Mm.
0: Well, so when I look at some of the older stuff that I used to use, like I tried using like the Joyo pedal mm. American Sound And the AC tone. And I thought they did a fine job, but I know what I play now, Mm -hmm. and it's leaps and bounds better. Mm -hmm. And I did, you know, another one of those, like, amp modelers in a pedal was the Strymon Iridium. Mm -hmm. And you have that. Yep. yep. And do you find any limitations in your Strymon
1: Iridium? Limitations sound-wise, it sounds pretty good. I can get the sound I want, but I still need to have a bunch of other pedals, a bunch of other cables, a bunch of other wires, which I am not opposed to. I, You know, I'm a junkie that way. I love doing that sort of stuff. Yeah. But for ease of all-in-one and somethings like, I don't know how feasible that is. So that's the biggest thing for me is that, like, you can't really use the Iridium on its own. You could, but for worship, when you want the lush reverbs and delays that are paramount for what, a lot of worship guitar is you can't get that from just the iridium.
0: Yeah, and I see where you're coming at with that. And one of the things, and we've talked about this before, is that if you get a and iridium, you're not done. Mm-hmm. That is just one piece of the puzzle. Yes. And on top of that, it doesn't have an XLR out. So mm-hmm. now you have to get a DI. Yeah. Well, what DI do you get? Or do you get a line isolator? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, well, do you want to put all your delays on the front of it or do you Mm -hmm. want it to go on the back? And if you want it to go on the back, then do you put the iridium in the middle and Mm -hmm. should you use the, okay, we get, we get right. Lots of different options, effects loops and everything. So I get where you're at with that. And what I found with the Strymon iridium myself was I liked the tone. I like putting the delays and reverbs in front of an amplifier. Mm -hmm. I like putting of course the drives in front of the amplifier and there's lots of things that I like with that. But I also found I have to power the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And also because of the amount of drives and different things, I also found myself going, this pedal board is getting heavier and larger Mm -hmm. by the moment.
1: Yes. No, that's 100%.
0: So I get it.
1: I get it. Have you tried the Walrus Audio ACS one? I I have not personally tried it, but I have a friend who had it, and I've heard it. Okay. And I had no complaints sonically, but I never yeah. used it, no. I feel like it's kind of like having
0: two iridiums together.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Well, you get a little bit of the flicking
0: things around, but you could also run stereo amps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that actually brings me to a question that might be important for us to to go through is, is this something you would need? Would you need stereo amplifiers or uh, do you run stereo anything with these guitar players?
1: So interestingly enough, so we we have front of house and we also have the live stream. And my church actually... Okay. We say we're one church, two expressions, and the second expression is the virtual online community of church. Like, they really see that as an important—it was sort of a response to COVID, but then they also saw the value in putting time, energy, and money into it. So, I say that to say that our front of house—and this drives me nuts—is mono, but our live stream is stereo. (laughs) So— (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 that was a before my time decision and it okay. g- kind of makes sense the way our room it's one of those wider than it is yep. long you know so i get it i would have preferred to done left right center for the front of house but that's okay you can't do anything we, about you that know right what now. we can get into those things we, we can get into that <laughs> that's but a whole different podcast it really is but, but yes but okay the stereo yes i would like to have that ability to even just in the live stream have the stereo and then we can experiment with panning and even i love i I do when i record all the time where you have you pan something left and right and then you delay the output Mm. just a little bit and it gives you kind of that slightly three-dimensional sound so being able to experiment with that stuff yeah i would love to be stereo and we have the channels to do it and, and all that stuff yeah so in which
0: case, I, I think that there's a there's a lot of options that are actually out there. 100%. And when I look at some of the old stuff that I used to use, and I think, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this one, I have played that Vox Tone Lab LE, mm. if you remember that, had like one yep. preamp tube yep. sitting in there, and okay, it, it wasn't amazing, but it was amazing for the time, mm-hmm. and I have done... This was a short live. The Zoom G three, which yes. was all in one pedal. Yep. Yep. I <laughs> it had an XLR out. Yep. That's good. Yeah. Yep. You can't run more than one amp, but at the same time, I don't know that you'd run like an amp out of that thing. It was so yep. terrible.
1: <laughs> no, no. That, and I, that brings up a, a slight tangent. A hang up for me. And I don't understand why I don't like pedals like all in one stuff that don't have XLRs out. I was so disappointed when the hx stomp the xl or whatever they call it i was like oh it's because i saw the front i saw a picture of it when it first got announced oh yeah i saw the front of it i'm like oh these are definitely gonna have xlr's out this is perfect i'm so excited nope and it was like um i was like ready i was like take my money i'll take it and yeah no i don't know That's just a weird hang up of mine and i i mean i have the oh i'm totally blanking what's the the line isolator you recommended to me it's the M ISO plus yeah. or the D ISO Plus. Yeah, so yeah. I have I have that. Um and we use that at church right now. And that helps with sound. But I don't know. There's just something about I just wanna I just want to plug my XLR directly into my all-in-one pedal rig and call it a day. I don't know. It's it might be trivial, but that's a random hang up I have.
0: Well, it might be a random hang-up, but at the same time, I also know that for me, and I mentioned this on another podcast, is that I had to send my quad cortex in and mm-hmm. the quad cortex, it has XLR outs. Yeah. Everything's good to go. And when I had to bring the HX stop to play, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I had this big box that I had to have off of the pedal board. Mm-hmm. And I went, man, sure. was nice when I could just lay it down and play. Yes,
1: that is. Yeah. I'm all, I am big into not having to plug multiple. I just want to power it, plug it in plug my guitar in or wireless. I'm big into that.
0: So if you're talking about doing stereo, that actually brings up one of our favorites that is actually now taken off the table. And that is Kemper. Yes. Cause Kemper only does mono
1: amplifiers, mm-hmm. but I'm also content with like, like I said, I, I'm, I agree. I'm probably the Kemper is probably off the table, but even just having stereo outs and then being able to pan and left, but not necessarily changing the amp. But again, okay. but it, but then it's still, it's not the most user-friendly. Like, if that was the most user-friendly option, I could live with the not having different amps stereo. Mm-hmm. So, like, but again, it's not. It sounds great. It's probably, sonically aside, it's probably my favorite sounding modeler that I have. I've gotten the best sound out of Yeah. Out of all the ones I've had. And it feels the realist. And I'm still I've had the quad cortex. How long has the quad cortex been out? Oh, man. Over a year now. I still am not dialed in on that. But it's also the problem is I just haven't right around the time I bought it. I was starting at this new church and I really don't play electric guitar anymore. I play maybe once every other month. So if I'm playing at home or for fun, I'm either in an acoustic or, you know, I something that started. So I really still, it's close, but I don't have it dialed in the quad cortex 100% where I would like it.
0: Yeah. When I think about what it is you're trying to do... The fact that you can do stereo with the delays mm-hmm. and stereo with okay, this is going to be more of the dry send out, yeah. and this is going to be the wet send out. Then, sure, I, the Kemper does exactly what you want. And yep. a lot of people who run stereo don't run stereo amps or yeah. know what to do with
1: stereo amps. And I think that's the that's the big thing. And it's and this is and I'm sure we'll get to it too. It's the I'm not the primary one that's using this. So it needs right. to be simpler. And again, I think probably what will happen is I will walk through and set up stuff with the guitar players. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe it probably is good. So I'm the, my two main electric guitar players are these incredible musicians. Both of them grew up playing guitar in the 80s and it sounds and shows like they definitely have that. 80s overdrive borderline distortion that just that's what comes out of them when they play it right yeah it's that natural like compression everything's real
0: tight Mm -hmm. and then on top of that like when they hit like a solo everything
1: just kind of sears and as opposed to just like yep 100 percent, you know yeah so like that to me is it's a good sound but it Oh, yeah. If it's the only sound that they have, there are songs like when we're playing like a, a ballad, you know, like one of those slow sure. jams, it doesn't always fit. So, like, yeah. they're very good with. They're super talented. They're much better musicians than I probably will ever be. Virtuosos. One guy's name is Kevin. He is so good. And I don't think he really knows how good he actually is to just plays yeah. and, like,. I love that. I love both of them. Uh, the two of the two main guys, Kevin and Jeff, are incredible. I've loved the relationship I've developed with both of them over the year and a half I've been here and they're both just amazingly talented, just oozing out of them. But right. what they use, Kevin um uses a, an old boss like maybe I think it's like the G five or something. Yeah, uh, it's like the GT five hundred or the GT. GT yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. Old. yeah. and he gets great sound. It like it's impressive. Yep. Like sometimes he'll play, and I'm it's like, it's a That's processor. Not. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 and it, but again, it's it's limiting. And he is the first person to admit that it's limiting. And he and he has said to me on multiple occasions, I know I'm not getting the sounds that you're looking for, and I would love to work with you on that. I just don't necessarily know how. And then Jeff, he uses different things and he's closer to the uh, kind of uh, we'll call gear junkies like we are i mean he's always oh. different guitar okay. you know just picked up a uh What did he? I don't know. He just picked up a nice random Les Paul, like he's that kind of guy. Always new things, and he runs into a lot of like buzzing issues from the stuff he brings in. So like his stuff is is good. He uses this one rig where he actually uses his iPad as like the main processor, like through like GarageBand or something. Oh, okay. That actually it Mm -hmm. it sounds good. It doesn't always sound. it sometimes gets a little thin, but only sometimes. So it's just kind of, I don't, I think it's probably like the processing. You only have so much processing power in an iPad. So it's Yeah, so, and I find that with those ones that are like the
0: computer-based or mm-hmm. the iPad-based yeah. or whatever, it's, it's this element of natural.
1: Yeah, yes,
0: yes, exactly. And that's one of the things, like the Zoom G3. Mm-hmm. It's not that it was a terrible pedal. It mm-hmm. was great using headphones for practice. But when you plug it into the sound system, you go, oh, yeah, that doesn't sound like an amp. Yeah. And
1: doesn't it doesn't sound but, like an amp But might. again, it's and it's so weird, and especially the iPad one, sometimes it does. It's just, it's not a consistent, yeah. and he, and I mean, Jeff has a, he admitted that. He actually one time, oh, for Christmas Eve, he played, and he was having trouble with His rig, so we said, Can I just play through your iridium? And he played just through the iridium, and it sounded great. So, again, I guess you can play through the iridium. I lied earlier, he did it. Well, yes, but once again, a lot of it is the player. Yeah, yep. Oh, and he, yes, he
0: did it. Because we could have had Van Halen play through that iPad, and it Mm -hmm. probably would have sounded amazing. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. Yeah,
1: no, you're right. You're right. So, yeah, so the stuff that we have, they sound different between each other, but then also those like, lush reverbs and delays, which I am a sucker for. Yeah. And so much of modern worship music is a sucker for. Yeah. I, we don't always get that. so True. And it's this is the thing that's tough. I am so hesitant to be like, hey, man, uh, you're not using your stuff anymore. You're using this. Like, I would never... I wouldn't like that if someone did that to me. No. So I very, very... I don't... Sheepishly one day asked the question when we were having... The feedback and buzz and just uh, just grounding issues that we couldn't fix. I said, "Hey, man, like if if I just had something here for you, would you would you be cool with that?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure, that w- that would be easy." He's like, "I can just bring my guitar and plug in." So like they're open to it. I would never do this without verbal permission from both of these wonderful guitar players. So, all people that are listening, I need you to hear that I'm not the villain here. I've I've talked to them about it previously, and I, and they're cool with it. We fixed the glitch; it's yes. been taken care of. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, and I think what's important about this is because what you have now described is that there may be three or more different people who might use this item, yep. Yep. whether it be you or those two other guitar players. Yep. So having something that you can
1: save mm-hmm. and then recall yes. may also be something that's really important for you. Agreed, yes. And even having like different patches, having a Jeff patch, a Kevin patch, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yep. And that kind of brings me to this
0: idea of if you're having to do all this like moving things around, sending things over, going, mm-hmm. well, what do I like? What do I not like? How important is
1: like the editor or the user interface? Mm. It's big. Uh, And I think there's two schools of thought, too. It's very important, but also I want this to be an easy experience for the end users, for primarily my brothers Jeff and Kevin, that they can just sort of come get it set up once, and then they just have their stuff. So, like... The editor is Mm -hmm. important, but it's more important on my end because I'm the one that I want to make this easy for them. So I don't necessarily need them to worry about messing with the ripple, you know, on a Sunday morning, you know, 15 minutes before we start. So it is important. The user ability, the ease of use is important, definitely. How
0: often have you used things that like other people use like oh worship tutorials has something or david hislop has something or tone junkie has
1: something how often do you use those like preset packs that you just purchase i bought either worship tutorials or tone junkies everything pack on the kemper years ago yeah and I haven't really looked at them. I haven't looked at their updates, but I am not opposed to them. I know some people that are like morally opposed to that. Not morally, whatever, but I'm not opposed to them. And I think that there is value in them, or they're also value as a good starting place.
0: Yeah. I have used Tone Junkies, Mm -hmm. and I found that a lot of times they were kind of muddy, Mm -hmm. but... I think a lot of it also might have been what I was running it through, like what speakers yeah. and what sound system and all that, because there was another time where I accidentally like scrolled to it on my Kemper mm. and I went, oh, that sounds great. And yeah. it was a Tone Junkie. And it's yeah. like, OK, well, maybe not all things are created equal.
1: Obviously, it's
0: a marriage of all things. Yeah. And it depended on the patch
1: too. There was definitely a performance if we're talking about Kemper.
0: And that actually brings up an interesting point of what about guitars? Mm-hmm. So I know that you usually play like a strat or your
1: Firebird I or something it. like that. No, I, I haven't told you. Did you, you this? sell the Firebird? I sold it. Yeah. Yeah. It <sighs> was you. they they stopped making them. So I saw one online, my exact one for a thousand dollars more than I paid for it. Yeah. So I, I. It's gonna happen. Yes. So I put it up and I made. I got it for nine hundred. I sold it for eighteen. So. Yes. And it just it was because of the size. Actually, my main guitar right now, the guitar that I have at church, is a Reverend Double Agent, and yep. I love the versatility. I love the P ninety in the neck setting. I've, I love a P ninety in neck, a neck setting. I think there's like a lushness. Yeah, so it's I, really I, the best spot for it. I agreed. And then the the humbucker is great. So it's that's like my main Sunday. If I'm playing electric guitar at church, I'm probably using that now. And then there's that bass contour knob, yes. which is Whoa, pretty cool too. The bass, yes, one hundred percent. Yep. Yeah.
0: So good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what does the other guitar players usually use? I know that you
1: mentioned something about a Les Paul, but is there anything else that gets used? Yeah, Kevin uses a Strat exclusively. He's got a really good American-made Strat he's had for years. And then Jeff plays mostly mostly guitars with humbuckers. So he has a Les Paul. Okay. He just bought a Firebird with the mini humbuckers, just one in the bridge setting. It's it's nice. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. very nice. I love that guitar. I'm feel envy about that guitar. Uh yeah. but yeah, but no, so he's he is more of a Les Paul type guitar person. Sure. So all of that brings up something that's actually pretty
0: important too because as a person who has like 20 some guitars Mm -hmm. and I like to play them all. I have different patches set up for each guitar yeah. because if I don't, then I walk in and I play and I go, Oh, that sounds muddy. And then I change it, change it, change Mm it next week. I'm doing it again. yeah. And what I found myself doing was I would find something that I go, Ooh, I love this. Mm -hmm. And then the next time I would come in and I would start playing like maybe a strat. And I would go, okay, here's everything that's missing. Do a bunch of tweaks, then save it as a new yeah. actual like profile or mm. a new, you know, patch or whatever they want to call them. Mm. And then next week, maybe I bring the white Falcon yep. and I go, okay, here's what's missing. Make all my changes. Go, Ooh, I like that. And then I save another patch yep. and then I go, okay, now I'm going to bring in the Explorer and mm-hmm. now, okay, now a new patch. And they're all a little different. And then I would show up with a guitar that maybe I had a patch for, and I would just click through the different patches and find the right sound and go, ooh, I like that one. I could tweak this a little bit and then overwrite. Mm -hmm. And so I was always constantly tweaking, and then I would find something that I go, and that's it.
1: Yeah.
0: Every time I plug in. And, of course, what you end up finding when you do that a bunch is that everything just sounds like you. But yeah. At the same time, you're happy. So Mm -hmm. I will take happy. Yeah. Now, with that said, I don't plug a computer in when I'm tweaking at church.
1: No. So the user interface, how important is that user interface? It's very important. No, I agree. So that brings us back to the quad cortex. I know. I knew you were going to say that. I know. Because the
0: quad cortex has this beautiful little like touchscreen iPhone type thing where it's just, I feel like I am Tony Stark and <laughs> I'm just like looking at something. Going, nope. I already got it. And I'm just like flicking things in the air. And then mm. all of a sudden I have all this information.
1: Yeah. Okay. So here's my, my rub with the quad cortex. Okay. I feel like a free beta tester still. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you or not really anymore? And again, I don't use it as much as you do. But I feel like the quad cortex also made a lot of promises uh, or neural DSP. That they have not followed up with yet, and again, they were ne- they were vague about a lot of the timings on things. But there are things that they True. said this is a high priority for us. That it's been over a year and they still aren't there. Now, again, those things aren't super important to me, but the fact that there were all these promises made and they haven't that that's a little concerning to me. Like I just feel like we're still. This is version one. Like, And again, the version one of the Kemper was a hundred times worse than this. I'm the first person to acknowledge sure. that. But that is that is a little worrisome to me.
0: Okay. And I think that it's worth it for us to talk about the quad cortex in general that when we look at it, yes, there's no editor. Their plan was never to have an editor. Mm-hmm. But they've talked about having an editor now. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. One of their big promises was that they were going to find a way to be able to take a lot of the plugins that they Mm -hmm. made because their plugins were great and be able to use it on the quad cortex. And they Mm -hmm. still haven't figured that out. No. Now I don't know if yours still has this problem, but mine was when you turn it off, it made this like 100% type thing. Yep. Okay. Here's the crazy thing. So my screen started having issues. Mm-hmm. And it was just this weird, like, looked like something was spilled on it type mm-hmm. thing. But I didn't spill anything on it. And it was definitely under yeah. the screen. So they decided to take it in and they fixed it. And when they sent it back, it had no notes, no nothing, but everything worked perfect. And I was like, great. Mm. I went to church. I played it. When I turned it off, there was no buzz after that. That's so It weird. is perfect now.
1: Do you think they just and gave you a new one?
0: No, I I know it's mine because right. I had some like Velcro on the bottom, okay, okay, and there there were a few little you know marks that end mm-hmm. up occurring. So I know it's mine unless they just you know took the casing off and put a new casing on or did something like that. That's funny. But what I will say is I think it's possible that they might know what that little issue is, and it's like one little component. But if everybody sent theirs in. It would cost tons and tons and tons. So how about we just fix them as the things come back?
1: Interesting. So if I were to hypothetically buy a new one, that might not be an issue. Uh, Hypothetically,
0: that could not be an issue. And I think also hypothetically, if you're not using it and it's a big enough problem for you, you could contact Sweetwater, Mm -hmm. mention that it's a big enough problem to you, and send it back to Finland, and they will fix that issue and send it back to you.
1: Okay. I might have to do that. Well, I'm just saying, mine doesn't do it anymore. So that's a thing. But back to what we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. And I'll I'll go back to my hesitation about the quad cortex. It is a little small. And I don't mind that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, ease of use. I understand it's easy to use to like edit and tone it in. But it's a little small button-wise. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was a little concerned when I bought it. And again, I, I mean to pull back the curtain. When I texted you, I said I think I might buy a Helix. That was the yeah. that was the beginning of the conversation, and I, and I, we'll get there. I know we will. But part of what I like about the Helix is the size, the mm-hmm. volume pedals built in can be an expression pedal. Also, the little LED screens above each individual because I would get the like the full size scribble strip, scribble strip. Thank you. That to me like feels as a user end user thing appetizing, but uh, I I know that I know that the Helix is not perfect, so I also I know that too. So what I appreciate about the Kemper Mm -hmm. is that when they did come
0: out with their editor, it was a good editor. Yeah. And now you have the ability to use like your iPad or your iPhone or whatever and be able to make changes. That becomes a huge game changer. Agreed. The quad cortex, you just got to be hooked up to some Wi-Fi or mm-hmm. whatever, but it's not an editor. You're just able to like find things on the app and then put it on there yes. and then download it. And then okay, no, I'm sorry. No, yeah, no, that's, no. that's cool. Cu- that's I'm just cool. saying if you cannot actually preview what it sounds like before you ever put it on the pedal thank you it is a terrible
1: app and i have to say there has to be some a preset is just a bunch of ones and zeros like that's what so there has to be some way an algorithm or something where you can here's a g chord drummed Mm -hmm. that you can play through any of those things just to even some semblance of. No, I 100% agree. That is a problem I haven't even thought about. it. I had thought about it, but forgotten about it. That is a huge, that app is basically useless. Yeah, and actually that's a problem with pretty much every single one of the like,
0: oh, we made a profile, we made a capture, we made a whatever, here you go. Honestly, I would take some sort of like a analyzer Mm-hmm. just showing me the eq curve like looking at a speaker yeah, eq yeah. curve or a, a curve on a microphone mm-hmm. i would take that because after a while you start to see a few of like similarities yeah. and you go okay that's gonna be too much low end for me oh no, no no that's way mm. too bright Well, shoot, that's squashed all together. And you would start to get an idea of whether you even want to try and download it. Mm -hmm. But you know what? That's a conversation for another time, too. But that.
1: No, I agree. Maybe
0: we just need to have like a whole session talking about why modelers suck. Yes. And we'll invite Jason to and it'll be. Okay, so we spent all this time talking about all of these things. And one of the things that we did not talk about was the axe effects. And I am going to go ahead and knock that off the board right now. And it's not because I haven't heard it's amazing. It's not because of any of those things. It's yeah. because you cannot get one.
1: Yep. at all. I have a friend that has one. I think he still has it. And he had to get the expander thing. I don't know what it's called, but the, you know, cuz there's only mm-hmm. like 3 or 4 buttons on the first one. Yep. I agree. I, and that's not even one that I it's not even one I would consider just because yeah you're right no and one
0: of the biggest things is that i mean the fm3 and the fm9 they both sound amazing evidently and they're both mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. but you have to go through their like cryptic little like be on their waiting list but oh, only yeah. through their forum or something and that, you know what i need to be easier than that so i'm i'm taking that one off
1: no i'm we're we're going
0: to i'm also going to go ahead and take off the head rush Mm-hmm. and the new boss stuff. Yes. Because a lot of those, they don't either have the tone as good as some of the others, mm-hmm. or their editors are just as bad or worse. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to keep that out of it. Yeah, so, no,
1: I agree. It really, when it boils down to it, it comes down to four things. It's the Kemper, the Helix family, uh, but it would be mm-hmm. the Helix, the Quad Cortex, or... An Iridium with pedals. That's my least okay. favorite option, but I'm not opposed. It's not something I'm ruling out completely. So I feel like we need to rule out then, why not use an amp and pedals? That's fair. Logistically, the church space that I have, we could build an amp room or an amp space, but it is just, it's, it is is too much hassle So we are in a space where, and really any space, unless you're using a one-watt amp, an amp is too loud. Sure. Do you guys use an acoustic drum set, or do you guys use an electric drum set? Acoustic drum set in a drum cage. Okay. Just stick the amp in the drum cage. You'll be (laughs) fine, right? Yeah, Yeah. no problems. (laughs) So here's my hesitation. So... Step backs, putting the pedal side of things in one category for a second, whether it be an amp with pedals or an iridium with pedals. My concern with that, mm-hmm. you have to be a savant to get the sounds and tones that we're looking for, meaning the delays, reverbs, all of those extra things. Like, that's a big pedal board, and there's a lot that goes into that. So
0: to be honest, the second that you said more than one person was going to be using it, mm -hmm. I already wrote off pedals and the iridium because you might be able to get away with going, "Ah, I can make the iridium work. I mean, shoot, it's like what, six knobs and a few Mm -hmm. switches. Yeah, everything will be fine. But now you add in all the pedals and now you're going, Okay, we'll bring a pedal board to work with it and you Mm -hmm. bring a pedal board to work. Yeah, no. Nope, nope. Just I get an all in one yeah. unit
1: or close enough to all in one. Something I didn't tell you, the the guy that uses the boss pedal board, he wasn't loving the sound, and I had my iridium there. We plug his pedal board into the iridium. And it actually Yeah. It actually is not bad. I mean it's it makes it sound okay. a lot better. Yeah. But again, that I agree. That's so yes, we can take pedals, but the amp, no, just logistically I want to direct out as the worship director That is just... There's a simplicity there. There's a complete and total control from the sound person. It is just... Yeah. That's too much.
0: Well, and one of the things I really appreciate is... I love that with the amp, you know the tone at its source. Mm -hmm. So if something's messed up... I mean, you know what it sounds like right here. So that's going to be the mic. That's going to be the cable. That's Mm going to be the sound person. That's going to be all that kind of stuff. And also... People know how to use an amp. Mm. So if people know how to use an amp, then that's going to make things simpler. Yep. You also get some of the fun nuances, like feedback and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. But when we go to the downfall, yeah, stage volume, Mm -hmm.
1: having to mic it. What if it's in a different area on the cone? If we were to do it, so functionally at my church, if we were to say, oh no, we want to use amps, they would have to be, in a different room like that's just from sound wise volume wise and just stage allocation wise so it would be locked not locked but it would be you know hidden in a different room an iso box or whatever you want to call it so that's just that doesn't work yeah it it would also be heavy to move it would Mm -hmm.
0: also give you a limit and actually this is one of the things that people don't usually think of and it's not that you can't have one amp do Mm -hmm. all things but at the same time, most amps have a really good bass tone and you have to do everything with pedals.
1: Yeah.
0: So unless you're planning on getting a four channel like Valve King or something like that <laughs> from or what is that a a roadster from Mesa Boogie or yeah. whatever JVM from Marshall, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unless you're planning on getting something like that, you're really kind of stuck with You want to have more options than that. And so I'm with you. I think the best chance is probably go ahead and look at some of those all-in-ones and and everything. So here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to take a break for the sponsors. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the space, a little bit about who's really the pickiest in your band, touch on budget, and then we're going to go ahead and break it down. What's essential? What do you need and what's probably the right choice? All right. All right. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support who doesn't love a party with a purpose if you love music family friendly and camping then you need to come to life fest in 2023 they will host one of the largest music festivals in the united states in oshkosh wisconsin i'll see you there let's hear from another sponsor since 2003 the kretsman guitar company has been repairing and building guitars in 2021 kretsman started production of a solid body electric guitar with the goal of providing affordable awesome-looking and sounding guitars that anyone, student to expert, would be proud to play and own. Be sure to check them out at KretzmanGuitars.com. Let's hear from our final sponsor. If you like my voice on this podcast, I am using a Tech Zone Audio Products Stellar X3, and I am honored for the opportunity to represent it. Okay, so let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about your space. So. First of all, how good is the sound system and how good is the sound engineer? Because both of those are huge factors yes. if you are actually going direct.
1: Sound system is pretty good. We got a good board. We were using Allen and Heath boards. Mm-hmm. Speakers are good. They're not the highest end speakers in the world, but they're they're good. Audio engineer. We have So we have a part-time tech director on staff. His name is Frank. Love that man. He'll probably listen to this. So, hey, Frank. Hey, Frank. He's great. (laughs) He is a super knowledgeable, just brilliant musician in his own right, great bass player. So he's kind of the person that he oversees the volunteer sound techs, but when it comes to like EQing and tone shaping and stuff from the board, he watches that stuff pretty good. So we have a good sound person. We have a few... Guys that run the board really well. We have a few people that run the board really, really, really well. So we, we have good sound techs overall. Well, What about broadcast? Broadcast, same thing. Uh, we have three or four guys that rotate in and out. And again, but Frank still oversees that. He is the person. Okay. He's a music teacher in, in a school. So he's he has a teaching spirit. Okay. So he does a really good job of setting people up to succeed. So for broadcast and nice. in person, we have good people but a lot of the eqing and a lot of the other than adjusting the faders and volumes in the you know faders during the service, Frank is oversees a lot of it. So we're in good hands. And then, how about the room? Is the room treated
0: well? Uh it could be treated better,
1: and that's something. So a, is it really reverb heavy on its own? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's good. It's it has okay. a good so amount of So really.
0: Reverb. The only reason why I ask that is because really what you're worried about is broadcast.
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And again, because in the room, no one's going to notice the difference. Yep. Not at all. I think that they will when we get to the more time based delays and time based stuff, like the ear candy for the soul sort of stuff, as I call it. I think they'll notice that. But yes, it's really broadcast, is where it doesn't always sound good. Do you guys
0: use in ears? Yes.
1: And are you using like an Avium or some sort of? Yeah, we're using the ME, the uh, Allen and Heath version of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: That's exactly what we use. Mm -hmm. We use the ME2 or the ME1. ME1. -hmm. Yeah. So the reason why I bring all that up is what you're really concerned about is the online side Mm -hmm. and getting that clarity. And you're right. The time based is going to make a big difference, even with the reverbs, because, you know, when something's off, it reverberates inside that room and Mm -hmm. it makes
1: things even worse. Do you guys play to a click, too, then? No, not yet. We So they have in the past. They stopped for a while. It's something that uh, in the next year we'll probably do click and maybe even some tracks. But right now yeah. I really wanted to spend time g- getting the instrumentalists. It's a longer story, but just wanted to – instrumentalists are all great, but we just – there was some stuff I wanted to work on together to kind of get better at. So now yeah, the click will get introduced probably sooner than later.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it is important for people to like get that idea of that feel of the band mm-hmm. and not the machine of the click. Yes. With that said, I'm not saying click is evil because I mm-hmm. think that click is amazing, yeah, but you have to get the feel of the band so that when you start using the click, there are some people who play on the backbeat of a mm-hmm. click. And there are some who are... Run ahead of the click, yep. and you kind of have to find it. And I remember playing with the click one time with our church band. Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, hold on, we're not quite together." And the piano player, who is also our leader, she said, "But we're all playing to the click." And I said, "But where are you playing on the click?" She says, mm-hmm. "I'm playing on the click." And I went, "No one plays on the click. Yep, yep. It's no either perfect on the back of the click or on the front of the click." She's like, "It's a click," and I went, "Nope. Mm-hmm. Feel the music." feel it and see what happens and in that moment what occurred was the entire band felt the music instead of playing to this machine Mm -hmm. yep and we all started noticing okay and that's pitchy and that's Mm -hmm. the wrong spot for that beat and that's because we started listening to each other again and using the
1: click as the guide another tangent i've always i've never liked the phrase playing to a click It's playing with a clip, Mm -hmm. and again, it's it's very that's very trivial of the difference, but to me, it's exactly what you're saying. You have to play with it; you don't play to it. So, with that being a picky
0: moment, and we're talking about the band, who's the picky one in your band? Who's the one that says that you need this change? And matter of fact, it's a detriment. Baby Jesus is crying (laughs) on christmas it, it said he weighed in a manger and no crying he made unless you are using this gear
1: in church so who's the picky one in your band oh it's me and you knew the answer to that before you asked it no it is it sure did it is it's definitely it's definitely me i'm the problem it's me um yeah yeah no it is mm-hmm. it is me and it's it's the desire to take I love the the whole one of my favorite parts about being a worship director is taking like the skills and the gifts of people who are so devoted to Jesus into them using their gifts is to like continuing to grow that and I think that this is kind of the next step that we're at is it's expanding the tone and and sometimes I feel like tone is part of the instrument or part of what you're playing the edge from you two is a great example there's that one clip of him playing Elevation, the intro to Elevation. And he's like, if you turn all the effects off, it just sounds like this. And it's just him playing two notes. Dun, 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 dun. And then he plays it on, and you hear that. So for me, I come from that school of, like, effects are your friends, not foes. So I want to be able to introduce that. And the people that I work with now, they get it, and they're very they're good at it. But I just... I don't want to ever be the person that says, well, you should probably get another delay pedal because that one's not good. Like, I never want to make someone spend more money. Right. So this is my potential solution is saying, hey, why don't you use this? And again, it's really my desire for ease of use and also to know the big thing for me was we were getting a lot of interference and, and yeah. like EM interference. And if we have something that's dialed in, known in, we're not going to have those issues as much.
0: Yeah. No, and and that all makes complete sense and it it is important because keep in mind, even though it is the band that does notice, they really do. Mm -hmm. If the sound is right, if the tone is right, it's not a distraction. And ultimately, this is what I learned from running sound was if the sound guy at the end of the whole night gets zero compliments, he did his job. Mm -hmm. If he gets zero complaints. He did his job exactly. because sound should be transparent. Mm-hmm. So in this case, if the guitar player sounds good, and I say this after every Sunday, whenever the sound guy comes up to me, and says, man, you guys sounded really good. I went, that's your doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just do what I do Yep, because he's the one that's really messing with it. So ultimately that's the case. But even though we might say the congregation doesn't know, congregation doesn't get this. The congregation has no clue. Subconsciously, they do Mm -hmm. because they know when it's wrong,
1: and they might not be able to verbalize. Oh, that dotted eighth note delay on that third song was really, you know, right. But like, it's a feeling. They'll use other terms like,
0: "It just didn't seem together."
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: because I used a triplet instead of a dotted or whatever. yeah, 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 or it was too busy or whatever. Okay, so with all that, we're going to kind of try and square things away. We're okay. going to bring things down, and we are going to nail down something a little more to what you're looking for. Sounds so the first question is going to be, what tones and features are really essential in this unit that you're looking for?
1: Um, Superior, we'll say modulation effects like that to me and that's a personal preference i love any and all modulation stuff meaning delay reverbs uh phase like all of your that chorus stuff. your trim low 100 percent I good sure. quality sounding like that is a big that's important to me and and flexibility ease of use but superior tone like it, i want it to sound the first time i heard a kemper I didn't know I was hearing a Kemper. I thought it was an amplifier, yeah. and that's yep. that's my biggest desire, and and again, just good quality stuff that people feel good about using. I mean, that's I think that's also really important. So one of the things that I didn't mention before that I had
0: was a PodGo. Mm, yeah, and the thing is, I liked the PodGo. I thought it was a great all-in-one unit. Yeah, it's a little plasticky and everything the only reason why it didn't stick around for me had everything to do with I'm a drive guy. Mm. I like drives. I like multiple drives. I want all the drives mm. and it gave me two options for drive. I was like, Oh, mm. I need more options for drive. Yep. I'm sorry. It's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. So that ended up being a problem. And with that, I'm a stomp guy. I like to use it like a
1: pedal board. Yep. Yeah.
0: So there are a lot of people who will say, oh, I just click from patch to patch to patch to patch. I'm not a patch guy. Mm -hmm. I'm a stomp guy. I want an amp bass tone and then click on drives and click on delays and do all that. And if I need a completely different tone, well, then I'll switch to a different patch. Mm -hmm. But it will also have stomps on it and I will be able to do things with it. So there is that. It does need to be articulate, mm-hmm. big and clear sounding, which is what you were talking about, yep. where it's like, I, I don't want to know that I'm playing a modeler. Yeah. So there's that. But I'm also with you in this idea that it needs to have excellent reverbs mm-hmm. and excellent delays and Honestly, a tap tempo, like, yes. trillion. Oh, that's in yeah, my mind and goes without
1: saying at this point, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Choruses and all that. And actually, something I started using was poly capos. Mm. I need to be able to use them. And it's not because I can't just put on a capo, it's because of how many times we're playing an E and they go, Oh, can we just drop it a half a step? Yep. And I go, No, because <laughs> my guitar's tuned to E. And they yeah. go, yeah, but E flat would be so much better. And I'm like, I'm not Stevie Ray Vaughan doing worship. No, no. like that's just, uh, I guess I could move it to D with a capo on one. And I, you know, no. But if I click the poly capo, all of a sudden I can keep everything going. Yeah, And then we'll do things in practice. And if I go, it doesn't sound right. Then I'll just bring two guitars on Sunday. Yeah, But it's become a crutch is Mm. what's happened. Yeah. I'll take it though. I'll take it. Now, this is where we differ, I think, in in what I think. Mm -hmm. And maybe you need to talk to Jeff and Kevin a little bit about this. But the smaller and the lighter it is, the happier I am. Mm. And that's one of the things where we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk a little bit about this whole idea of a helix. Is where the quad cortex won out for me is that a quad cortex weighs like. Five pounds. Mm -hmm. And a helix weighs like 10 pounds or something. I mean it's it's almost double, but you also get expression pedal. Yep. Yep. You also get a little bit more of that form to it and everything. So, okay, makes sense. But the quad cortex, even though some of those dials are really close together, and I have made the mistake Mm -hmm. of accidentally clicking two at the same time and going, I have no idea what to do to fix this. Yep, yep. At the same time. It's also this small little footprint sitting right at my mic stand. hmm And I really dig that. Now, that to say, the quad cortex is not perfect because what the Helix has, number one, far and above what a quad cortex has, is the scribble strip. Yeah, There are times where I go to click on a pedal and I go, I know it's a drive. I don't remember which drive.
1: Yep. And that's maybe my problem. Yeah, and that, but, but, uh, but so size-wise, this is going to live on stage and get put away when it needs to get put okay. away. It's not something that they're carrying back and forth with them. It is a True. church thing. So size is not huge for me. You did make me, and again, uh, I love the quad cortex, don't get me wrong. And we had talked about this a little bit earlier. You asked the questions like, the preset patches that you can buy that are all set and everything. And Mm -hmm. I do like them probably even more than I probably said when you asked me the question recently, I think that there's great benefit in them at the very least being a good starting point to say, especially like there are a couple of songs. It's like, it's a very specific guitar tone. There's a lead line, you know, in the song and it's very specific and it's really nice to go, Oh, I can spend, you know, $4.99 Four ninety nine to get that, or you know, however much they cost, I don't remember. Sure, and, and just do a little bit of
0: tweaking because I'm using exactly a humbucker with dark sound as opposed to a single coil with a bright chimey sound yep. or whatever.
1: So if we were in a world where the Quad Cortex had its marketplace up and running, another promise they made when they first started, uh, this might be a different conversation. Well, they do have something up and running where you can put things down. Mm -hmm.
0: And Tone Junkie has put some things down. And Worship Tutorials has put some things down. Now, they've also both come out on record saying we're We're holding holding things back.
1: back. Yep, 100%.
0: So I guess where I'm at and I look at some of these things, when I say this is the reason why you should get a Helix, Mm -hmm. the user interface, the ability to plug a computer into it, and that user interface is so good. Mm-hmm. Even if you only plug in the computer for practice, just to make quick little changes, yeah. and then they have to use the interface down on the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that the Helix has been out for so long, and, that's, and there yeah. are so many options out there. Uh, that's, that's a good one, too. Also, the fact that a lot of the Helix stuff Can be dumped down into an HX stomp.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, all of a sudden, if your team members want to take something home and still be able to play, there's a less expensive option out there for them Mm -hmm. to be able to utilize some of those things. You can go stereo with the Helix. You do start to run out of DSP if you do too much, Mm -hmm. but you can do that. It does come with a pedal like for volume or expression or wah or whatever you want to do. And, of course, the fact that there is a market to purchase things and do that. There's a lot of that that I really like and they're readily available. Mm -hmm. Those are the reasons why I would say I think you're on the right track. You should get a Helix. Now, let me go one step backwards. Mm -hmm. Let me mention this. When it comes to the quad cortex, and I'll come back to Kemper, don't you worry.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like With, we've written them off a little bit.
0: No, no, we haven't done that yet. When we talk about the quad cortex, the user interface is very simple. Mm-hmm. And it is a small footprint, so it's easy to kind of move around if you need to move around. Not that that was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And yes, you do have to get an expression pedal or you have to get a volume pedal mm-hmm. or a wall or whatever you're going to use to do that kind of thing. But if you wanted to, you could actually run two guitars into the quad cortex at the exact same time. Your Mm -hmm. bass player could run into channel one while guitar runs into Mm. channel two. And yes, the guitar is clicking and stomping on things, and the bass just has an area that nothing Mm -hmm. changes with it. You could run your acoustic into one and the electric guitar into Mm. two. Yeah. You could have the guitar player bring two guitars and have two different setups mm-hmm. and be able to do things. You could run the exact same patch. And this is the Jeff side. It goes mm-hmm. one and out XLR one yeah. and into, and Kevin is into two and out XL left. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of abilities to move things all around yeah. with the quad cortex. And I'll add one more side to that. And that is, if there's something that you happen to love on a Helix that somebody has or a Kemper that somebody has, you could always just capture it.
1: Mhm. Yeah. That's very true.
0: You know, and that includes the drive pedals. So, that's the reason why I think that the Quad Cortex kind of wins mm-hmm. in that. And actually to go back to where I started with that Worship Tutorials video where they said the best all-in-one is the Helix. Yep. My buddy Steve from Kentucky He actually sent this and said, well, what do you think? Watched it. About a week later, they actually released their quad cortex one and they went, yeah, we think this is probably the best all in one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They changed their tune. And it was largely because it sounds so good as an all in one, but also it takes pedals really well. So if you decide to bring a pedal, if you decide you want to try your 1985 vintage rat Mm -hmm. simply because you had it back in 1985 (laughs) sure sure you can do it now you have to worry about powering it yeah but you can do that Mm -hmm. so
1: last one we go back to the Kemper yes which was like that was like my first into the modern era of profiling modeling but not the valvatronics that's a special place in our hearts but the kemper was really right. my first yes
0: yeah it's a special place in hell right so no, the, <laughs> no. <laughs> no not really actually it was a wonderful stepping stone for us mm-hmm. but yeah. the reason why i come back to the kemper as the last one is this reason you're trying to figure out what works and what's the right thing you are, whether you believe it or not, the most comfortable with the Kemper. Mm-hmm. And as being the leader of the band, as being someone who's handing something over to somebody else going, okay, we're leaving this here, yeah. but we're going to work through some things. That's the one that you're going to be able to lead them the best mm-hmm. in going, well, what's missing? And they go, well, it just sounds thin. Oh, oh that's yeah. well, I guess you need to change this or this. Okay, well, that sounds like that's an issue in this parameter somewhere down the line. Oh, you're really looking for this tone junkie profile. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, you're able to work with that better and know what to do. With that said, that doesn't mean you don't also have the quad cortex available and working with it. Mm -hmm. Because what you may find is Kevin is great with a Kemper Mm -hmm. and Jeff is awesome with a quad cortex. And I'm not saying now you have two that your church is looking to purchase or whatever. But the idea is that they get comfortable Mm -hmm. and they figure out what works best for them. Mm -hmm. And in that you go, okay, the Kemper stage is working out. You have a Kemper stage, right? Correct. Yeah. The Kemper stage is working out really well. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they would prefer to have the rack version. And if that's the case, now you know what the church is going to buy. No, that is a fair point. If they play the Kemper and it sucks. (laughs) Yeah. And they play the quad cortex and it sucks. Well, there's really only for what we're talking about one option that is kind of left on the board Mm -hmm. and they are readily available.
1: Yep. No, you're right.
0: And if you're not digging the quad cortex because they're really hard to find, you could totally sell that to the church. Yeah. If the players really like it.
1: Yeah. And again, I think the ease of use is really important. I think that's the the yeah. Um, as the, the more you're thinking, like when you said Kevin really would drive with the quad court Kevin is not very technological. He's the first person to admit it for him specifically. Yeah. Now Jeff, yeah, he probably would love it. But Kevin, it's I just set it and forget it. This button's drive. This button's delay. Or this is the verse. Yeah. This is the chorus. That I think he would like that. And he grew up in an era where he just, and he says it all the time, he plugged directly into an amp. That's all he did for most of his life. So for him, the whole pedal stuff is not natural to him. So my question then, if Kevin is not the technological
0: one, does he own an iPhone or an Android? iPhone. Quad Cortex.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Again, I <laughs> I still am not unconvinced about the Helix. Maybe I should just see if I can find a used Helix for myself. That's, maybe that's well, what really this is. and that's not
0: a terrible idea either. That's just I, I just, think you
1: need more gear. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what this this whole <laughs> conversation's been about. Uh, that's funny.
0: Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna dig deep into yeah. a previous therapy that happened over a year ago. Yeah. Remember when you owned an HX Stomp and I didn't like it? No, you did not.
1: Oh, you're right. Dang
0: it. And what is the real difference in sounds that you got? From the HX stomp that you're going to get from a Helix. Mm -hmm. Not much of anything. There is a difference. But I'm thinking what you have. And and, okay, so this is an open-ended question. And and you're welcome to say no. Because it is your stuff. But would you feel comfortable allowing them to borrow your stuff?
1: Yeah, no, definitely.
0: Then I think that's where you're sitting. You're Mm -hmm. sitting with, you know what? Let's play with what I got. Mm -hmm. And... If we find something that's an obvious winner after six months, yeah. By the time we hit Easter, whatever, mm-hmm. either you look to purchase something for the church, or if you're not going to use it, you sell it to the church because you were probably going to go find it used anyway.
1: Yeah, I definitely would go to it. Mm-hmm. So
0: I don't know. What are your thoughts on all that? Well, I don't know. So <laughs> in all of that, I, in don't, all know. Of that, I don't know. <laughs> no, who are you?
1: And again, it might just be because I've never again. I, I didn't. I think I said I. I've used a helix. I've never owned one. I think you asked the question. I've I've played through one a couple of times, mm-hmm. but I did, did not have it for that long. But I remember it being simpler and it felt easy to use. Am I remembering the that? The screen correctly? is bigger. Yeah, I love that. And the and, and the, the scribble strips and that yes. to me is that's why I'm leaning. It's big. Easy to see. You know, they're on stage. A lot's going on. Everything's laid out. There are more buttons. There are more stomps. That yes. Me, I think it's like 12 or something. Yeah. Opposed yeah. to the... How many is on a quad cortex? Uh, brain. Six? Yeah. Eight? There's like eight. And the Kemper, if you're in performance mode, it's four, five, five, four.
0: Yeah. And then the Kemper stage... Mm-hmm. There's four or five, Mm -hmm. but then when you actually get like the stomps, then there's that extra little four up at the top Mm -hmm. that you can do, but you don't get an expression pedal. So how important is an expression pedal to
1: you in general? For me as a guitar player, it's very important, and I think both of them have expression pedals. But again, you can purchase one separately. then you can dial that stuff in
0: so i think that's kind of where you're sitting right now and i know that this therapy session doesn't necessarily sound like you actually came to a conclusion (laughs) which was what the hope was (laughs) yes yes and i don't know when your budget year ends and has to start over Mm. but at the same time if you have time it may not be a terrible idea for you just to bring the things Mm -hmm. to church and lay them out and just go I'd like for you to show up about an hour early Yeah, and we're going to plug it all in and I'm going to have you mess with a few things. I mm. kind of set something up. You tell me what you like. Yeah. might well,
1: not be a bad idea.
0: And you know, if you've got Kevin who doesn't like to set a whole lot of things, you can probably figure out how to do that with the Kemper. And he just does very little messing with that. If you yeah. get Jeff, who's super technical, you can actually be pretty technical with yeah, the quad no, cortex. Okay. One more thing I'm going to add to this, and this is where I like the idea of a quad cortex or a helix Mm -hmm. is in my philosophy of setting up my profiles or setting up my patches or Mm -hmm. whatever, I want it to sound like the amp in the room. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, the speakers should always be at the end of the chain. Yeah, And you can. So I usually set it up where I put my drives and my trim low. Ahead of the amplifier, I just prefer the tremolo there, and then I put in my modulations like my choruses Mm -hmm. and my delays and my reverbs, and then I put in my IRs for speakers, and that is what feeds the soundboard.
1: No, that and I I'm I'm that way too. That makes sense to me. Yeah, and my IRs. A lot of times
0: I will go look up what the EQ spectrum is, Mm -hmm. and I will go ahead and do a cut. On the low end and the high end of the IR, where the speaker should be cutting mm-hmm. on the low end and the high end, that makes sense. Just that's the way it should be, and so mm-hmm. that's what I send to the board, and yeah. you know they tell me if it sucks, and then I change it if I need yeah. to.
1: And it, if I'm just going with like my gut, the Kemper is out. Yeah, and I and I maybe I it's agree. just that Kemper paralysis that we talked about a while ago. Maybe it is, but it also just doesn't have.
0: The user interface or the functionality in which you're trying to meet multiple people's yeah, goals.
1: Yeah, exactly. No. So I, I would say the Kemper's great for me. I would probably use it. I mean that's what I do use when I play. If on the limited yeah. times I do play, it, so it's between the Helix and the Quad Cortex, and it's whether or not do I try to set up my Quad Cortex for them to try to use, to see what they think, or purchase a uh, Helix. I think what you should do is you should look for a really
0: good used deal mm-hmm. on a Helix. Yeah. Get that and bring your quad cortex. Mm-hmm. Have both available to kind of figure out what you like. And if ultimately at the end, the quad cortex wins, then you go sell the Helix or you yeah. see if the youth praise team needs something to use, or yep. it becomes the one you leave in your office mm-hmm. to be able to run through a few things. Cause Who knows? You may get another guitar player out there who really wants to do things. And now you've got this available. Maybe the bass player would Mm -hmm. be interested in having a few
1: options. And actually, bass works great, I think, for the Helix. So, yeah, that's probably a good idea. And again, it's even, to be honest, like, I'm also. I said it as a joke, but like I'm not opposed to unloading a few things and then getting myself a used, doing me getting the used Helix and seeing like a yeah, hey, because it's it's the one that I haven't really spent time with, and that might be right. fun for me. But yeah, I think we've we've done a little bit. We've we've ruled out the Iridium. We've ruled out the Kemper. It really yep. is just down to Quad Cortex or Helix.
0: Well, I think this was an excellent therapy session. I'm excited to hear what you think after you've listened to the podcast over again, Mm -hmm. because as you're processing it right now, it might be a little bit different than when you hear it later and you go, what was I thinking? (laughs) No, of course that's stupid. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so with that final thoughts, my final thoughts to you are, I think that if you've got the time, use the time. Mm -hmm. And allow those musicians who are going to use it mostly, especially if they're loyal musicians who have been here a long time, Mm -hmm. that you go ahead and you let them have that input, but you got to give them options. If you have that ability, Mm -hmm. if you don't have the ability, then you know what? Pick whatever you think their personality works with and Mm -hmm. just hope it works. But buying used allows you to sell it off and not lose a whole lot. So that's... That's my final thoughts to it. So how about you? What's your final thoughts?
1: Uh, what a wonderful time to be alive as a musician. I think it's so cool that we're able to have a yeah. conversation, and there are so many different good options right now. Uh, when like, it, I mean, I remember when my pedal board was. I had the Pedal Train Pro for a while, and it was full. And now mm-hmm. the quad cortex, which probably the an empty pedal train pro probably weighs almost the same amount as what a quad <laughs> cortex weighs. Like that's <laughs> it was crazy. Yep. So, no, it's cool. And yep. I'm excited to sort of I love the guys that I'm working with and they're super talented and they already do such a great job. And, and I want to be able to make their lives easier. I and mean, that really is what it boils down to. I don't want to make their lives more difficult. So I'm not going to do yeah. anything that makes it tougher or frustrating or i really like oh andrew wants me to use this thing like i just want to plug it in you have your set that you have your patch that you like and just go for it so if i can do that i'm gonna gonna try to do that yeah i think that's excellent well
0: i think until the next time that we get together we'll see where things go i'll ask for an update sounds good but until then thanks for being a part of this of course thank
1: you for your help i genuinely needed to talk to you about this so thanks for uh... we needed therapy yep agree. we did this yep 100 yep. all right well until next time bye
0: well that's all the time we have for the tweet couch guitar therapy session if you like what you heard make sure you leave five stars in a review also be sure to check us out on instagram facebook twitter and youtube and remember you are your greatest asset until next time